0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Patreon. Patreon lets creators build recurring income through the direct support of their fans. Creators can sign up at patreon.com.
1: When you're paying for college on your own, there's a lot to balance. To help you get through it all, NPR's LifeKit talked to the real experts, students.
2: Finding a side hustle that works for you and works for your schedule is hugely beneficial.
1: Find LifeKit's new guide on how to pay for college in Apple Podcasts or at npr.org slash LifeKit.
2: Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Stephen Thompson. Hello, Robin. It's New Music Friday, and we're looking at the best albums out on June 21st, starting with the self-titled release from Black Pumas. Under the voice this is uh, black pumas uh, their album is self-titled the song we're hearing is called black moon rising this is adrian quesada and eric burton they're uh, a duo based out of austin texas they've only been working together for about a year and this is their uh debut album
0: yeah, well, you describe them as a duo, but really those two guys are working with a, an army of pretty terrific players. Right. Adrian Quesada is a uh, producer in Austin. He's worked with bands like Brownout and Grupo Fantasma, which is a terrific band, and has d- just done a lot of expanding the m- margins and edges and boundaries of Latin music in really terrific and exciting ways. Eric Burton is a, a singer and lyricist who has that beautiful voice that you described. And when I first heard Black Puma's music, I immediately put them in a retro soul box. Right, right. But you listen to this record, and it's just so much more expansive than that. And the sounds that are creeping in, they never add up to a throwback.
2: It's kind of interesting how they came together. As you said, Adrian Quesada, he's a Grammy-winning, multi-instrumentalist producer. He's been at this for a long time. He'd written all these songs uh, without any words or melodies, and he was looking for a singer. Eric Burton was busking (laughs) in Austin, and somebody told uh, Adrian Quesada, you got to go hear this guy I just heard on the street singing. So basically they got together for the songs that Adrian Quesada had already written. Eric Burton came up with uh, melodies and Uh lyrics for for those songs and then they ended up writing some more songs on their own uh, together. I think what they ended up with it sounded to me like a record that the black keys would have done with like marvin gay mm. oh, you know, interesting. You know yeah. it, it's like that classic soul but it's a little grittier yep than that black pumas and their new self-titled album out now on june 21st along with this next record that comes from the singer known as bedouin her new album is bird songs mm. of a killjoy don't know. Bedouin is the artist. Her new album is called Bird Songs of a Killjoy. The song is Sunshine Sometimes. A really beautiful record. Bedouin is otherwise known as Osnov Caucasian, a singer based out of Los Angeles. This is her uh, second full-length and maybe contender for my favorite album title of the year. <laughs> Bird songs of a Killjoy. It is a
0: very Hiltonian <laughs> album. And she has such a fascinating story. Uh, she was born in Aleppo in Syria to Armenian parents, spent her childhood in Saudi Arabia, moved to the U.S. while still as a kid, and then moved all around the U.S., just, just from region to region and city to city. And her first album in particular is a lot of songs about that feeling of rootlessness that, that just pervades her entire life story. And you listen to this record, man, you are just transported to your sun-dappled kitchen on a Sunday morning with these beautiful, calming songs, while at the same time they have this unsettling quality to them. There's a song on this record called When You're Gone, and the chorus is, I love you, you love how much I love you.
2: Oh, yeah. That is a
0: great line. Which is a great great line, and it gives you a sense of that very simply stated, but still very evocative lyricism that runs through her music. It's There's a
2: good bit of loneliness and longing in these songs, but it doesn't feel like she's in a bad place with it you know it's like quite the opposite like see she seems pretty at peace with with everything
0: yeah i mean i think these songs are a balm
2: bedouin is the artist her new album is bird songs of a killjoy and i don't want to harsh your mellow <laughs> uh Stephen, but we got to go to the rock and tours the rock and tours are back <laughs> with a new album called help us stranger
0: don't bother me bother me <laughs>
2: Yeah, not, not quite sure what, quite what they're getting at here on <laughs> this on is, this song. This
0: is the, the most energy that has ever been put into a get off my lawn.
2: <laughs> the song is Don't Bother Me from the Rock on Tours. Their new album is called Help Us, Stranger. All oh, you're clicking and you're swiping. Uh, I You really lo- kids
0: with your internet.
2: <laughs> I really love this band's first two albums, Broken Boy Soldiers and Consolers of the Lonely. Somehow, I can't believe more than a decade has passed since that last record came out. And a lot of people may not even know who this band is now.
0: Well, it's uh, Jack White, as you may have guessed, and Brendan Benson, who's a power pop singer-songwriter who's been around since the mid-'90s. And Jack White obviously has had, you know, a huge run of massive music with The White Stripes, with The Dead Weather, as a solo artist. But this is his project with Brendan Benson, an artist who I thought was absolutely criminally under appreciated when he first emerged as a solo artist he put out a record called One Mississippi in 1996 so good that is absolutely phenomenal and which i felt at the time like this is going to be a classic and then it kind of fizzled out but developed a cult following over time so i'm enormously grateful among other things to jack white for giving brendan benson's career this big boost this big lift yep. cuz this is a you know this is a high profile project and i like the way that when you put these guys music together you put these guys sensibilities together jack white has that piercing hard driving big guitar solos brendan benson has a lot of coiled energy but a lot of like really vibrant power pop hooks and i think they kind of meet in the middle between those two sensibilities.
2: You know, in the early days, Jack White got all the attention. I mean, he was obviously at a much bigger point in in his career then, uh, than Brendan Benson. But I always thought Brendan Benson was sort of the secret weapon of this Mm -hmm. band. As you said, criminally underrated. His sense of play and adventure, he just keeps it from being straight up uh, guitar rock. Everything's just a little unexpected. I think you can hear that in the song that we played, Don't Bother Me.
0: Yeah, man, and if you like this record, One Mississippi by Brendan Benson
2: is so good. The Rock on Tours, the album is Help Us Stranger. Glad to have them back. Uh, We still have a few more albums that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, but first we need to take a short break and we'll be right back. Support
0: for this podcast and the following message come from Blue, creators of the Yeti Microphone. Blue helps musicians, podcasters, and YouTubers tell their stories and build their audiences. Raise your voice and get special pricing at bluedesigns.com slash NPR. Support also comes from The Jump, a new MailChimp original podcast hosted by Shirley Manson. Listen to some of the most influential musicians of the last two decades discuss the song that changed everything for them. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: It's New Music Friday for All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Stephen Thompson. And we're looking at the best new albums out on June 21st. We start the second half of our show with Prince and another posthumous collection of songs from his estate. It's called Originals. <laughs> Don't you get me. She's got big thoughts, big dreams, and a big brown Mercedes sedan. What I think this girl, she really wants to be in love with a man. She wants to lead
0: a glamorous life she don't need a man's touch. She wants to lead a glamorous life without
2: love. It ain't much. Prince is the artist. The new album is called Originals, the song uh, people will recognize as The Glamorous Life, a song made famous by Sheila E. This is the second album of previously unreleased material since Prince's death back in 2016. Last year we got Piano and a Microphone 1983, which was just him and a piano. And now we've got this record, which is him doing songs that he wrote for other artists.
0: Prince had this legendary vault of music, wrote hundreds and hundreds of, of unreleased songs. The, the vault has been the stuff of legend. I have been very skeptical of the campaign to release music from Prince's vault in the oh, aftermath of, yeah. of his death. And you know, For one thing, there's always you know, a ton of wrangling over the estate. That's already happened. But... This record actually has a theme and a reason to exist and serves a historical purpose. Every song on this record he wrote for someone else and was originally recorded by someone else. And you have a mixture of hits. You have him doing Nothing Compares to You. You have him doing The Glamorous Life. Uh, He does Jungle Love, which he wrote for The Time. These are interesting blueprints in several cases for songs with which we're very familiar. And they're from an era when he was just putting tons and tons of genius out into the world so you're hearing peak prince in some cases songs you're very familiar with it's a fascinating document that's really worth checking out in a way that i didn't necessarily expect in the aftermath of prince's death
2: yeah this hasn't felt like a a shameless money grab uh, to me you know so far i think so far the estate has managed to release some pretty substantive material they're not just repackaging stuff that everyone's already heard Prince is the artist. The new album is called Originals. Let's go next to the singer known as Hatchie. Hatchie is the artist and her new album is called Keepsake. Hatchie is the artist. Her new album is called Keepsake, and the song we're hearing is called Unwanted Guests. She's a singer from Australia. Uh, first got our attention with an EP that she put out, uh, was it just last year? Just a couple last year. Of years. Yeah, just last year, called Sugar and Spice. And uh, this one, Keepsake, is her uh, debut full length.
0: Yeah, Hatchie is Harriet Pilbeam, an Australian singer-songwriter who taps into this dream pop sound that really resonates with me as somebody who did college radio in the early nineties. Yeah. Uh, she taps right into that rich vein of sweet, shimmery pop of bands like The Sundays. That sugar and spicy pee from last year that you mentioned just came out of nowhere with these beautiful, just shimmery, joyous songs that I just loved. It has the feel of like a coming of age soundtrack. It's these lush and light songs that have notes of melancholy to them, themes of, you know, Finding yourself and your place in the world and uh, navigating relationships.
2: She said that Sugar and Spice was largely about love and romance, and that this one is more about friendship mm-hmm. uh, and the ways that uh, we both need and uh, help each other. And she calls it Keepsake as a nod to being a little sentimental and holding on to relics of the past that bring you comfort. I think a lot of people will find companionship in yeah, this record, for great, sure. Great record. Hatchie is the artist. Her new album is called Keepsake. Uh, And from Hatchie, let's go to the producer, DJ, and songwriter, Mark Ronson. Mark Ronson has a new album out called Late Night Feelings. Bronson is the artist. His new album is called Late Night Feelings and this song is called Truth. It features Alicia Keys and the last Artful Dodger. Uh, Just some of the many, many vocalists uh, he has uh, featured on this album. He's obviously a well-known producer and songwriter who, who was known for his early work with Amy Winehouse and Adele gone on to be a serious hit
0: maker. Uptown Funk.
2: Yeah, for Bruno Mars, Miley Cyrus, Vampire Week, and Rufus Wainwright. The list of people he's worked with just goes on and on. And here he's got what is basically a solo album. It's featuring his own work, but he's got all these collaborators working with him.
0: Yeah, lots of guest vocalists. Uh, you mentioned Miley Cyrus, Alicia Keys, Licky Lee, Camila Cabello, Angel Olson. And when you hear that list of names, you don't necessarily get a sense that this is a thematically cohesive Yeah, where's record. the
2: through line? There? What
0: this is, what this record feels like is Now That's What I Call Mark Ronson. <laughs> a, <laughs> a hits collection. You, you listen to those Now That's What I Call music compilations. They are all over the map. They don't have one singular sound. And that's kind of what's going on here. I'm not sure Mark Ronson has a specific productionist Where you listen to it and say that's Mark Ronson the way you even would with a band like the Chainsmokers where you can no matter who they're they've got singing you can often tell it's a Chainsmokers song because it has certain little flourishes that signify it's them Mark Ronson doesn't necessarily have that what he has is an ability to craft hit songs and songs that sound like hit songs and this record very much
2: fits in with that you you say he doesn't have a singular sound like you hear and you think oh that's mark ronson i think early on he did yeah. it was basically with the dap kings yeah just put horns on everything and that's not true anymore um he says in an interview with npr that he wrote the majority of this album while dealing with the fallout of a divorce and there are some bangers on here but they're kind of sad bangers uh, yeah he's got
0: angel olsen on it how, yeah, yeah how happy is it gonna be <laughs>
2: i will say that you know sometimes when the songwriter or producer who's known for working behind the scenes steps out in front like this it can often feel like a vanity project, but I thought this was just a great record from Mark Ronson. The album is called Late Night Feelings. We've got one more record that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, but there are a handful of other notable releases we should mention for June 21st.
0: Well, first of all, I want to acknowledge the recent and tragic death of Philippe Zdar of the group Cassius, a French electro band that put out a great record called 1999 back in 1999. Zdar was a Grammy winning producer, uh, somebody who did A lot of collaborations, and Cassius's uh, first album in three years is called Dreams. It's out today. Uh, of course, it carries with it this this really, really sad news. A few other albums I want to acknowledge uh, a couple of Americana legends. Uh, Willie Nelson has a new record called Ride Me Back Home. Buddy and Julie Miller, they've been around for ages and done a ton of great work. They've got a new album called Breakdown on 20th Avenue South. I also want to mention three kind of loud, raucous, awesome <laughs> records to take you into your weekend. Uh, Mannequin Pussy, who you just heard on the Tuesday edition of All Songs Considered, their new album is called Patience. They're terrific. Black MIDI, uh, this very young, like 19, 20 years old, uh, London buzz band, uh, very loud and discordant, experimental, very, very weird music, very aggressive and strange. Uh, if you haven't heard that, check it out. And finally, Titus Andronicus, uh, this wild and transgressive and wordy and intense uh, songs uh, with titles like I Blame Society. Uh, their new album is called An Obelisk.
2: I should also mention that there's a new Gucci Mane record out uh, today on June 21st called Delusions of Grandeur. It was just announced just ahead of this taping, so we haven't had a chance to hear it. Pell, a rapper originally from New Orleans, has a new record out called Gravity. uh, And the band Fruit Bats. Fruit Bats are back. They have an album called Gold Past Life. All those albums out now on June 21st, along with this last record we want to play. It comes from the rapper Lil Nas X, and it's his debut record called Seven.
1: I thought you heard about me, must not, must not Last nigga, than me be dirty, dirty Like a bathroom in a truck stop, truck stop Now my heart, it feels like pillow. So I'm hard like I'm a pillow Can't be no nigga, X, I I could only be his widow That's a fact, just in black My heart break, bones will crack I be chillin' watchin' Oxygen My favorite show is Snaps Now you know how I get Every day of four and with Rather see you in a hearse Than see you with some other bitch Huh?
2: It's Lil Nas X. His new record is called Seven. This song is Rodeo, and that is the one and only Cardi B, of course, on this track. <laughs> of course, uh, with none him. Other. And joining us to talk about this one is NPR Music Sidney Madden. Hey, Sydney. Hey, Robin. We just talked about Lil Nas X on uh, the Tuesday episode of All Songs Considered. We were looking at the best new artists of the year so far as selected by listeners in our online poll. Uh, of course, Lil Nas X. The guy behind Old Town Road, we all know that. Really the only thing that he had put out until now. And I think the question is, was it a one-hit sort of novelty wonder, or does he have more in him?
1: And here is your answer. Even though it's short, it like it packs a punch. Every song is different. Like He jumps around from hip-hop, trap, rock, trance there's so much going on in such short sprints that it's all like emulsifying into this sweet, sticky molasses of fire. Like he's going to be, like I'm telling you guys, he's going to be on the radio a lot more this summer so we should all just get used to it. We should all get used to the twang. We should all get our 10-gallon hats.
0: Yep. Well, I enjoy the way this guy absolutely obliterates genre, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And think about it. This kid is 20 years old. He just stopped being a teenager very recently. So the fact the fact that he is mixing so much and doing it so effortlessly, he sounds like a descendant of Kanye West or Travis Scott just as much as Nirvana or Nine Inch Nails. It's really refreshing.
2: And just to give you an idea of the range, there's a song on here called Family, You and Me that's really just straight up pop. Let's listen to a little bit of that. And then there's a song called Bring You Down that it starts off with this bass line that's sort of like a Nirvana song and then it just becomes this real screamer stadium rock. I mean that's straight up long-haired, fist-pumping <laughs> rock and roll in a stadium.
1: That's mosh pit.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. he, you know, and I don't know if he's just capitalizing on this whole, the whole appeal of the, the, you know, the yeehaw, fun of Old Town Road, um, or if this is just who he is, but. The record really seems to play off on these Western themes, particularly spaghetti Western. There's a lot of cowboy whistling on the album. There's a song called Panini. There's, of course, the song Rodeo we heard with Cardi B that opens with this sort of surfer rock guitar and then ends with mariachi horns. The artist is Lil Nas X. His new record is called Seven, and that'll do it for our look at June 21st releases. Thanks, Sydney. Thank you. And Steven. Thank you. You can see a full list of everything we played and talked about on this week's New Music Friday by going to our website. That's npr.org slash all songs. You can hear full versions of the tracks we highlighted there, and you can also hear the songs, along with a lot of other new tracks from the week, on Apple Music and Spotify. Just open those apps and search for NPR's New Music Friday playlist. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. Be well, have a great weekend, and treat yourself to lots of music.